0: This is Professor Raymond Noby, Department of Ancient History, log entry number two. I believe I have made a significant find in the Castle of Cantar. Having journeyed there with my wife Henrietta, my daughter Annie, and associate professor
1: Edgett. It was in the rear chamber of the castle we stumbled upon something
0: remarkable.
1: Once again, you ask the same shit you ask you every week. But I'll indulge you, you creepy English tart. I'm here for my weekly stash of Teddy Mags, my favorite choco bar in the whole wild world, Toblerone, and my lotto tickets.
0: <gasps> Who found a shingle? I have one!
1: A conversation that eventually is about the Purge. With your host Derek Carey and
0: Mark the Movie Man. Amazing man! I just don't—I personally don't even know what goes through this man's head sometimes. (laughs) So I mean, I just got a a text from Justin Prop that says, "I got a pro VHS camcorder. If that worked better, otherwise, (laughs) Zave's got a PD 150 that I may be able to borrow." As attractive as that sounds, I don't think I'm going to be filming. The plain Chopper on VHS. Um are you sure I've got a number of them at home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well there are movies that we're thinking about
1: shooting on VHS, but that's super top secret. I'm not gonna really no, get I've got, into that. My my wife hates it because I'll I'll go at I'll be at Goodwill and I'm like, eight bucks! <laughs> you know? No shit, right? It comes with the battery and the power supply, and she's like, Really? I've got two I've got two instamatic Kodak film cameras mm-hmm. that i got from goodwill can't get the film anymore it's like no astronomical for the cost well they
0: stopped production on yeah me. that's why
1: you know but i, I still have them I, i've got two of these just little instamatic film cameras and i'm like you know i want to use it but i'm like ah, just it's good to have them right you know well I, mean? I have uh my wife her father my
0: father-in-law i should say i uh, gave me an old eight millimeter one of those kind of like Gun ones, oh, sure. So, I have that. I actually have two of those <laughs> laying around the house. Have I ever fucking used them? Yeah, no, yeah, not at all. I've got.
1: I've got one that's got a flip handle that's a gun, you know, in static film, one. Yeah. and the other one you gotta palm it. And, uh, have you, you gotta- ever actually shot with one? No, I never have. I mean, I, I've never. I like I said, I couldn't get the film. They came with film. I yeah. don't know how old it is. I was almost tempted to sit and get it developed, but it was too expensive. Well, I'm <laughs> sure there's guys around that still have cartridges
0: or or loose ends or yeah. something around in order to film that stuff. Because personally, it'd be awesome to be able to shoot something. I mean, like what were the? There are a couple. Um, like the basement, I believe, was shot on eight. Mm-hmm. As was um, things. Oh, really? I think things was
1: shot on eight, but uh. It'd be a cool look yeah. if you wanted you wanted to go that route. But, yeah, uh, I, I like I said, I haven't even tried to see if they worked yet or not. But it's something that I'm pondering because I've got them sitting there. I'm like, you
0: know, <laughs> right? Well, it's just tempting, you yeah. know. Those looks. I mean, you could replicate them in post, and yeah, uh, it's,
1: it, it, it's not quite the same. No, I mean, I I remember when I did my first VHS review. I actually have a uh, SVHS camera yeah the, the, the cassette ones yeah, you know? yeah yeah and i recorded my review in that yeah so when i posted it it was grady and overexposed yeah it just it had that video look to it i didn't you, do it this time right? no you no, gotta let
0: well originally what we were gonna end up doing with swamp head uh, and justin and i had talked this over a lot was we were going to take it because it was shot in 720p on a jvc hd 100 and uh it looks nice. Yeah. We could do a Blu-ray release of it. <laughs> yeah, I true. mean, it, it looks it looks like it was shot on film in some aspect because mm-hmm. it looks that good, which is kind of funny saying it was shot in seven twenty. <laughs> but we were going to take it and record it. I, I had this tape that I had Faces of Death um, on oh, yeah, nice. from when I was uh, when I was younger that sure. I had booted off of a rental copy, and I it was chewed the fuck. <laughs> This tape, I mean it had been through the ringer. Yeah. And and I, we were gonna take it, we were gonna um record, dub swamp head onto that tape, and then digit the d- off of that. <laughs> And then release it that way. <laughs> and I'm almost wondering if that might have been a good choice because I know the Briarwood boys, they they love that aesthetic. And I know sure. Lewis over at Massacre Video, mm-hmm. um, he also loves that. <laughs> and, we, you know, those boys all hang together. And I bet you if we would have delivered them that, yeah. they would have fucking pooped themselves. <laughs> they, I mean, <laughs> they're excited as it is about yeah. Swamp Head. They've seen it. Almost as much as I have, which is just <laughs> stupid,
1: but uh, <laughs> but it would have been amazing. I think that's uh, pretty crazy. You know, I, I, I give respect to uh, when they did the Grindhouse films. However, you feel about them, I give respect that apparently they actually did toss the film down the stairs. The actual film reels that they shot on uh, Tarantino in that—did they
0: actually shoot on film? I a thought par- they. Sw- I
1: I could have sworn they shot on like red or something. The Story is anyway that they actually did shoot some on film and they tossed it downstairs and beat up the the print in that a bit. Whether or not that's true, I don't, or believe, not, that for don't a second. believe that. You don't believe that. I don't believe it for a second because if you if you watch like uh,
0: Rodriguez's uh, behind the scenes, you know mm-hmm. he's he's cutting, he's doing all the post effects work yeah. on that, and none of that. I don't know. I could be speaking out of turn.
1: I could be I've speaking out of my ass. Too. I've got the book for the film at home. I got from uh, the guys who do the Dixon Cider Show podcast. They got it for me, and uh, I haven't read through it yet. But I'm te- I'm, I'm starting to just read through it. I, but... I will just say that I don't believe it.
0: <laughs> I don't believe that they would film. They would take that film and then throw it down. I yeah. mean, beat
1: it up. It, yeah, bit. no, yeah. I
0: don't believe that for a second. When you can just <laughs> you when can... everything that they did mm-hmm. uh, to that film looks like they just did it in post. Yeah. Yeah, I... And and I could see some producer, though, too, going, you want to do what with the film? Having a heart attack. Yeah, absolutely pooping himself.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, we paid you how much and you did what with the film? Fucking,
0: yeah, no way. No way would (laughs) I allow that. I took a match to it. What are you talking about? (laughs) They could have taken a match to Death Proof
1: and I would have been okay with it. (laughs) Do you like that movie? Death Proof? I enjoyed Death Proof. Uh, At least I actually like part of it. I mean, the the second half I like. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell really helps save Death Proof from being the most boring fucking <laughs> chick movie on the face of the planet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kurt Russell really helps that film along. He carries a lot of that film, you know, with with his character the way he was. Uh, you know, I, I like the Grindhouse. Uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to see it in the theater with the 2. I only saw it in the I record. got the Blu-ray. Oh, that's you? like
0: that. That has the and my wife and I watched the entire thing straight mm-hmm. through with it's got the trailers, it's got the the whole presentation how it was shown sure. in the in the theater oh, and nice. and uh while I wish um cuz I love Planet Terror. Planet Terror. Is Planet just- Terror is awesome. <laughs> and and it cuts Planet Terror down even more which uh, I, I'm not too keen on, right. but um, Death Proof still, even at a reduced form, is <laughs> such a chore to sit through. Yeah, it, it's too bad. Yeah, because the first half isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay. It's slimy, and you know, but that second half. Holy
1: fuck! Is that boring? <laughs> it, it, it suddenly goes into to his normal dialogue style. Oh, it's which, so you know.
0: clunky and so forced. And I, I mean, I understand that it, it's kind of like a female empowerment thing, mm. and I, I understand why women like it. I just, it's not for me. It was not made for me. And it, am I being a misogynist for saying that? No, 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 no. no. It just, I, I personally just didn't enjoy it. Yes. It just wasn't for me.
1: See, and I, I, enjoyed, it. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Planet Terror more than it but i did enjoy it too but you i think you really have to have a passion for those old kind of 70s car type movies yeah. i mean because that's the style that he was going for and they do have a lot but, of slow
0: but i now, don't but, even agree with that even yeah. i understand i understand that you know he's using the same charger from from van vanishing point yeah uh which which is a very slow movie <laughs> uh, let's just be honest yeah snails move faster than vanishing point does. <laughs> it does yeah they talk um, about it being great but you're like well oh, there's parts of the car sure <laughs> and i like the dj yeah yeah i like the dj in vanishing point but um but all of that clunky dialogue where those chicks just are like pounding their chests and not not <laughs> p- literally but just no. like it's all just them like how cool can we sound for, yeah to ourselves yeah I it just yeah uh, none of that did it for me <laughs> so yeah I, but, I loved the fake trailers. I mean, we got machete out of it. <laughs> the mo- I, wish, I wish we wouldn't have gotten the movie because I didn't really like the movie. You didn't like machete? Mm, it was fun. It was yeah. okay, but it wasn't what the trailer was. No, no. The trailer was definitely more. All those trailers were yeah. great. All of them. Yeah. Especially, did you, you did you watch that extended version that Rob Zombie released? Of yes, the, uh,
1: of the, the uh, She-Wolves of the SS. Where, yeah, Werewolf Woman of, of the yeah. SS. Oh, that was I, so awesome. I so want to see a movie of that. Right. <laughs> Udo Kerr and boobs. There you go. Yeah. Well, Udo
0: Kerr in anything <laughs> Kier. is fine. I mean, I, I freaking will watch Blood for Dracula. <laughs> Him to say, talking about wanting virgins. I, I'll watch that all fucking night. I will watch that all fucking night. Anything with Udo Kier is is
1: tops for oh, me. I love it. He's great. I love. Poor guy is so typecast. It's like you need a Nazi. Let's call Udo Kier. Yeah. He'll, he'll play. Right, right. You need you need a
0: weird you know weird accented you know foreigner. Let's get Udo Kier in here. He'll do the job. I love him though. I I really do. I'm always it's, excited when I
1: see him and stuff. It, it's fun to see him. That's why it was, it was a shame to see him in. I think it was... Iron the, Sky? Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Iron Sky. I didn't make I, it 10 minutes in. No, that. No, really.
0: really? Yeah, I See, don't know why. I,
1: I enjoyed it. I got into it. I kind I, I uh, head right up some of it and that, but I really enjoyed it just because of, of the technology and the way they went with it. Now, it's not a... It's not FDR American Badass, but. Nah, not much is. <laughs> not much is. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie makes me smile right now. I think about that film, it makes me smile. Yeah. Right now. And and I introduced someone at my job, uh, my other job, for I told her, like, you really like wrong humor? She's like, yes, I really love wrong humor. My husband does it, but I do. I'm like, Watch FDR American Badass. That's all I'll say. She came back the next day. She's like, oh my God, that was so funny. Oh, my wife didn't get it at no. all. No, <laughs> My friends and I, we didn't know really what to expect. I just knew that I saw the trailer. Yeah. And then eight months later on video on demand, it was. And I told my buddy, I'm like, you got to get it. He's like, no, because my, my buddy from middle school, uh, Long time friends, He's like a brother to me, but definitely different tastes in films. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I told him, like, look, I'll get you a 12-pack of Coke if you get this, and we'll go <laughs> over it. So I went over, and my buddy was up from – another friend of mine was up from Milwaukee, and we sat and watched it, and our sides were hurting. We were laughing so hard, and he was laughing, too. I'm like, I told you. There's
0: very rarely <laughs> that I will sit and giggle like a little bitch. The way I did to that movie, my wife. When I start acting like that, she thinks I'm too loud, and she'll just tell me, "Shut up, shut up." She doesn't care if it's funny or not because she's the type of person. Her and her sister are the type of people that. Oh, that's really funny, but they don't laugh. They don't laugh. They oh. don't laugh.
1: Right? I'm like, it's not fucking funny if you're not laughing. No, it's not. It's not funny. <laughs> it's just where Kevin Sorbo saying, "Emancipate that ass, brother." <laughs> It's like the best scene.
0: <laughs> I still, I don't know. I don't know. It can't be much better than that chick jerking off his little pygmy legs with fucking mustard
1: <laughs> and ketchup and all. That oh shit. my
0: god! Oh uh, my god! See,
1: that, that film is completely wrong. And I love that film because they all they there's no way any studio would. Ever try to touch it, and they managed to get together and just make this film. It was, as far as I know, was an independent. They just they oh, absolutely
0: it, was. It oh was. yeah, it absolutely was. And I think you know the the the, the actors they they got what it was and and a lot of them are kind of on that, you know, circuit where they're doing more yeah. of the B-type films, so I'm glad they were probably more responsive uh, to, to getting in there, especially Barry Bostwick, oh, you know, he he really went for it, and I mean, speaking of, like, films that, you know, Hollywood would never imagine taking, I mean, there's just some, some things that you don't want Hollywood taking, but no. um, you and I just got out of... The the theater and Mm -hmm. just went and saw the Purge, and I got to be honest with you, I'm really surprised that this was a nationally distributed film.
1: It it had more of that independent video on demand limited release type of feel. I'm surprised they got mass marketing for it because Mm. it's your more of a slasher type film that you wouldn't think would be accepted because of the subject. And I think the brutality.
0: Yeah, I think mostly the subject matter is really. It's really risque and it, it, and it's really subversive and it. While the I don't think the trailer did it justice. Um, I was surprised how actually intelligent the film was. The set the setup of the film, and uh, I don't I I don't run a podcast where I feel like I got to hold the hand of all, sure. all of my listeners because I think you know what there's a thing called Google.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you want to find
0: out about what this movie's about. Go fucking Google it. One night a year, people are allowed and is sanctioned by the government to kill people and do whatever the fuck they want. Then, what happens? They kill people. There's the setup of the film. (laughs) I'm really, I'm really surprised that a major studio, you know, Mm -hmm. Universal of all fucking studios, went with it. Went with with this, and how dark it actually was. Mm -hmm. I was, I mean, it was a great setup. It's a very slow burn. To, but there was such an intensity to it the
1: entire movie. Oh, especially, yeah, especially when they get into the part where the purge starts. I, I That's where I thought it really was picking up and it was interesting with it and the people doing the things you didn't ex- quite expect some of the characters to do. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you kind of thought it was going to go this way. Okay, we're going to the standard formula. And then all of a sudden something happened. happen. You went like, Holy shit! He just he just beat the crap out of that. Yeah, guy, there's
0: <laughs> some great set pieces that uh, will take you, uh, you know, out of the. It's a lot of jump scares. Let's be honest. Yeah, there was a bunch jumpy a number stuff, number of jumpy yeah. stuff. But there's there were some action set pieces that were just intense and really fun to watch. Really fun to watch. All right, spoilers. Three, two, one. I think every movie should have. Uh, Somebody shooting somebody point-blank rage with a shotgun in the head. <laughs> yes. I think from now on, that should be in every single movie where somebody is wielding a shotgun. Somebody butts them with a shotgun and then and fucking proceeds
1: them. to shoot them in the face. Well, what's even worse with that one was that he, he nailed the guy in the back with an axe and then popped it with the and shotgun. And then decided to finish it off. <laughs> every single
0: Friday the 13th movie and Halloween movie you've ever watched, you've wished that to happen. Yeah.
1: Exactly. It's like, no, no, we don't just hit you with the axe. We're going to make sure you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't get that in a lot of movies anymore. The bad guy comes back because he's got a knife that missed all his major arteries. <laughs> and this one, he made sure No, <laughs> no,
0: I, I, I mean, I loved how you knew, you knew because the film had was a very, it, it even at a very brisk hour and whatever it yeah, was, 25 like five minutes or something, something like that. that, it really took its time to get to to that part where you knew eventually shit was going to go crazy. You just knew it was building to... It's called The Purge. You're not going to have this fucking setup without some fucking ultraviolence in it. Oh, yeah.
1: And I like they didn't drag out the violence either. I mean, the last only, like, maybe... 15 minutes yeah. are actually where things get down and hairy. It just builds up, and then it's like, okay, they pull the trigger, and then everybody starts Ape flying. Ape
0: shit. <laughs> Ape shit. I loved it. Even though it kind of, the violence got a little samey, uh, you know, yeah. and spoilers three, two, one. You're going to get annoyed with that, but I'm going to do that. I don't know how long. Fuck it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even though it got to be. The person was on the ground. Somebody was raising an axe, and then someone come up behind him yeah. and shoot him. It got seamy after a while, but uh, I really enjoy it. I think you know this is a movie where the trolls of the internet are gonna complain about it, same way they did about Lords of Salem, where they're gonna get out there and they're gonna complain. Oh, it's slow. It's boring. It's people walking around a house, and then and then this and that, and this and that. And I personally found it to be. Uh, ext- well, I can't say extremely intelligent, but I thought it was, compared to what I thought it was going to be, I found it to be one of the more subversively uh, interesting and intelligent mm-hmm. horror films to come out in a while. And the whole movie, my point of reference, and what I thought that it, it likened to, was early 80s era John Carpenter.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: I, thought, I thought there was Carpenter running through this movie the it whole had, movie it had
1: an insult on precinct thirteen feel all the way through it. Mm-hmm. it. Definitely, especially when they got into the with the bad guys showing up at the house. It definitely had that that jai that vibe to it. Well, the music, was, the score, and the score. yeah. There was that part where it was going boom, boom, yeah, boom. You know, kind of like almost like
0: Halloween and Christine. Mm-hmm. You know, it had it had that feel. There weren't the the optical flares, the Dean Cundy, no. you know, <laughs> flare, you know, light flares, but. It it felt I was waiting for it. Because I'm like, there's a lot of carpenter in this film. And I think that helps it. It helps it because there's patient. It had it had the Michael Myers-esque. Yes. Guy in the background yep. with a mask. <laughs> it, it it had so much going for it that was Carpenter esque,
1: and I think they did it well without beating it over your head. And, and you could tell there were a lot of influences in, in there, and and some people I know will get to. Well, it's just your standard home invasion story, which you know I I kind of saw it like that, but I liked I, I enjoyed it. it. It was well done. I liked it better than uh, the Ghost Dogs, uh, or uh, no, not the Ghost Straw Dogs. Straw Dogs remake. Oh,
0: see, I didn't see the remake. I've seen the original, see, but I've
1: never seen the remake. I, I saw the remake, and that one was all right. Uh, this one, I enjoyed a lot more than that one, uh, just because. Uh, even though the people, some people do the stupid things, like the ten-year-old. I'm sorry, you know.
0: Yeah, the whole setup. It, it, the whole setup of the movie is dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. But it, but as we were talking while we were taking a piss in the men's yep. room after <laughs> after, yes, we were holding our dicks and talking <laughs> to each other. Yes, get the fuck over it. Um. Uh, as we were talking while we were holding their Johnsons, uh, that uh, you, if you didn't have that setup, there'd yeah. be no fucking movie because it'd no. be like, oh, these people are holed up in a house that nobody can get into, right. and they're watching people kill each other.
1: Yeah, it, exciting it, movie. It was. It, it got exciting really. It was that like you said, that slow burn, and I, I, it surprised me. I enjoyed it more towards the end. In the beginning, I'm kind of like, okay, okay, and then I saw what they were doing, and I'm like, get to the end. I'm like, that was. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I personally, I, I, I was surprised how quickly this movie mm-hmm. sold me. Like, yeah. I think it was, it was how one they set it up, mm-hmm. and how it became more about um, class warfare oh, than yeah. it than it was mm-hmm. really about a home invasion story. I think the story in and of itself was way more about the division of class and what. What really are uh, the people, the 1%, how they really feel about the poor right. in this country and how they would rather have the poor in this country exterminated for the betterment of our country. For the betterment of the it's country, It's very yeah. blatant in this film. It's so <laughs> strange that a major studio would release something with such a subversive commentary on social classism.
1: Oh, definitely. I Especially in such a wide range because you had... Um, uh, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's uh, "God Bless America,", God bless America. Yeah. and that didn't get wide release, and you could tell because of the subject matter. And this had kind of a similar message behind it, but it I, was
0: it was veiled. But it was in veiled a in, a fantasy it, horror. Right. Yeah, where "God Bless America" plays more like blatant,
1: right out in front, like of your a face. postal yeah. dude. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it, 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 there's no, it beats you in the face with. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which all of his movies do. I yeah. love Bobcat Goldthwait's mm-hmm.
1: movies. Have you seen "World's Greatest Dad"? Uh, I have not yet, no. Oh, actually, Robin I've Williams? Heard it. Yeah. Oh, I've my heard it's, I've heard it's fun- fantastic. It's one of those on my list. I keep seeing it. And I'm like, yeah. okay.
0: Oh, my God. But. There's that one in his first one, uh, Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, or is that what it's called? Sleeping Dogs Sleeping Lie? Sleeping
1: Dogs Lie, yeah. Yeah,
0: about the, the girl who's, uh, she's getting married, and her big secret is that she fucked a dog once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All his movies are great. I know. All his, anyways, but back to The Purge. Pro- your your major problems.
1: What were your problems, if there were any? Uh, of my major problem was I just it, I saw potential for them to go a little bit a different direction with it. I, I enjoyed what they did with it. Don't get me wrong, but I saw potential of where they could have taken it to where it would have been a slightly multiple story aspect rather than just the one house. Mm-hmm. Told the perspective from say someone who got trapped downtown. You had this. You had this family. Uh, you, you know, in the ma- Rich House, you could have maybe pick three different people from the different classes and how they kind of perceive mm-hmm. the Purge, and, and they could even do that as a sequel. They, they could even do this that. Could as, they, they, this could be a series. This could be a series. But I hope sequel. it does. I no.
0: hope it's not, because I think, it's a, it, as we said before, it's mm-hmm. a good commentary on social the right. social dynamics and, you know, the, the divide, the, mm-hmm. the gross divide between the <laughs> 1% and the bottom
1: right and and I that's the only thing where I saw I saw the potential for them to explore more I liked what they had it was sitting there going they had opportunity to do these other aspects of it as well to where rather than just being a home invasion kind of horror story with it, uh, it with the commentary doing more of the uh, aspects of the different classes mm-hmm. but I liked for what the direction they did I just it always gets me because I see the potential there for maybe something more but they went. The other route with it, obviously, with the budget mm-hmm. and, like you said, with the subtext and the, and the theme about the class warfare, uh, they—I don't think they wanted to drag it too long because they might not have got it distributed then. Because no, I think so.
0: I think you're really hitting that nail on the head because it's—it was subversive enough to be interesting. Um, just you know intellectually, I mean, the violence of course, is subversive. Oh, yeah. It was in, it's intended to shock and it's intended to to revolt you. I mean the violence is very explicit and um, but surprisingly tasteful.
1: Yeah well, oh, no, I liked it. it wasn't it wasn't done too over the top to where it was completely cheesy, but it was brutal and almost realistically brutal right in Some of the things they did. I mean, the way they set up some of the kills in that, Weren't your Hollywood? Okay, we're going to you know. No, they you know, were. They take were it from different shots. I mean, no. some of these deaths are quick. You don't really not sure how that realistic. Died, but, yeah, but they're I mean,
0: just like boom, you're you're fucking dead. <laughs> my main problem, and there's really only one, because mm-hmm. I suspended my whole problems with yeah, the setups kind of hokey, blah blah blah. The neighbor actress, the blonde in it, is fucking awful
1: yeah she was way over the top i'm like you are playing this character completely so obvious
0: yeah it was so obvious like in the beginning when she comes over she comes over and meets the the lead uh what's her name uh Uh, lena lena Headley. yeah which i love oh yeah she's gorgeous um but she meets her giving her some cookies Mm -hmm. and i'm just like this chick's gonna poison her with yeah, these fucking cookies. Because she was so blatantly, obviously hated her. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, so you knew at some point. That this was going to come around yeah. full circle, yeah. and that I didn't appreciate. that. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it, you know, it was just too obvious. And I think they could have cut that out. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that. I mean, that's that little tiny. And I liked that it was just a little tiny bit of information mm-hmm. that got rounded back. But at the same time, she was awful. She, she just like she,
1: her direction was terrible. Yeah, they were the way. However, they told her to play it. She could have played it more cold and and collective type of actor but the way she took it was just over the top like wow now that is b movie yeah I no mean, that, 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 she was Where she everyone was, was,
0: else was it was yeah. a was it was very well acted yeah. across the board and definitely i hated sinister uh-huh. and i like ethan hawk but he was not good in sinister right. in this movie he was he was ethan hawk he was very
1: good and they even had some some surprises in there like the the girl's boyfriend a bit with it. I kind of saw it coming, but I'm like, oh, they're not going to go. With no, it. I knew. I and, and knew that. And then was when going, he yeah. when he started talking and said he had to talk to her, I'm like, oh, oh, they're really going to go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was
0: it was interesting enough, even though you kind of knew where it was going, um, that it it held me through the film, and I ended mm-hmm. up coming out the other side really liking yeah.
1: it. I, I'm glad I paid a matinee price for it. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, I I think that I got my money's worth out of for a matinee price. Maybe a full price. I would have paid fucking you know, full price for that movie. Yeah.
0: Compared to that, well, compared evil, to that, that <laughs> evil Dead piece of shit <laughs> Uh-oh, look, in, in fucking Texas Chainsaw <laughs> 3D. Yes, I know. This, this movie, seriously,
1: I, is like the fucking holy grail compared to those pieces of I will of shit. say, out of the horror movies that have gone wide release, uh, this is probably the best horror movie that has come out so far wide release. I agree. Uh, compl- a- as a package. Uh, I think the other ones... I mean, I enjoyed Mama up until the last 15 minutes. I'm not going to watch that movie. And that thing fell apart. I mean, it yeah. was really great up until the last 15 minutes and then they just went totally predictable and cliche. You know, and it, Texas Chainsaw, everybody pretty oh, much... what it's a fucking like,
0: horrible piece of shit was. What an was.
1: insult, right? right. It, you know, this one really felt like a someone trying to make a true horror story and, and put it on the big screen. And it, it felt like a real horror film and they weren't just placating to the masses they were yeah, actually I agree they were making a, an actual trying to make a, a horror film and i that's what i appreciated about it especially it's the best one that I come out this year definitely
0: i think so and i think a lot of that pays tribute to john carpenter i mm-hmm. think oh yeah, i think definitely. the reason why it works is it's patient it's it's got a backdrop that was very well thought out mm-hmm. and it it doesn't beat you over the head with it no, no it, it sets it, it up and that allows the movie to play itself out right and I, I, I while this can be a series I hope it isn't I hope <laughs> I love films that have a high concept like this that could be brought out but are just singular experiences sure. and and they made their statement and that's it mm-hmm. um so for me personally I would say go see it right. I would pay a full price for
1: this mm-hmm. movie and and I'd say matinee price for that that I recommend it I don't full price for me just because of some of the issues i had with the way that characters went into it for especially a wide release film but overall yeah it's definitely worth at least some money seen in the theater yeah and if you like people getting shotgun <laughs> to the face <laughs> oh, you'll uh, fucking love this a couple movie. of head hits you're gonna be sitting there going ow
0: yeah I- you're gonna fucking love this movie so the purge thumbs up from uh, astro radio z 100 percent death heaven dream house So as a postscript to uh, the front half of this episode, uh, it's rather interesting that, you know, after the weekend we had just shot uh, the majority of the wraparound segment for Hole in the Wall uh, called the Plainfield Chopper, that I was completely oblivious to uh, (laughs) what was going on in the general thoughts about uh, The Purge as I posted a fairly innocuous little two-three-line review of it uh, in between, like, maybe lunchtime on the first day of shooting. And then <laughs> everyone on my page proceeded to sit and talk about all the hate that the film's getting. And I'm still talking about it. It's rather interesting to me, because um, I don't think it's a really a film to get all bent out of shape about. But, you know, people on the internets will be people on the internets, and they love to bitch and moan about stuff, as I love to bitch and moan and about stuff but I think sometimes people just take it too far. Make your own decision. You like The Purge. You don't like The Purge. Eh, whatever. It's just a fucking movie. Who cares? Um, it's a movie that has way more of a budget than I'll ever have. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we so we shot uh, two days of uh, the Plainfield Chopper. I kind of just want to give a little postscript here to this episode and uh, kind of give a little update to you guys about uh how we're doing with our film, and uh we had a pretty pretty cool weekend. Uh, I'm really thankful for the people that I had involved. Um, some really genuinely great people. no budget shoot. Well, I mean there's a little bit of a budget. it's self-financed um, but it's not like these people are making rate normal rate i I just can't afford it, you know um, but they gave it their all for two days. Uh, two 13 plus hour days where we were in the top of this old barn that, uh, obviously something had been going up there and pissing at some point. (laughs) It wasn't bad to the point where we couldn't handle it, but I mean, certain areas you could tell. Um, and there were certain areas that the floor was a little weak. Um, there was a, a hole in one piece of the bar, the, of the floor where obviously they had used it for either dropping bales down or, or anything that they needed you know to quickly move between uh, the two floors of this this barn, um, so it was it was a little precarious, but after I think a couple hours of, of finally getting the shooting on and having we had I think we had like 12 person crew with us. So on and off, with all these people coming in, I was a little weird thinking, hoping, you know, there'd be no, that the barn would be able to handle it. And it did. And we were lucky. And I, I you know, then we just rock and roll from then on out. Um, so I was really happy. The location looks great. It's dingy as hell. These vaulted ceilings, this tin with the, all of the support braces are all this really nice, dark, wood and natural cobwebbing, and floors look it it looks like somewhere that some guy would go to you know secretly kill people and it worked out perfect for us so um I just uh started cutting it and looking I got all my logging done and looked over the footage and uh really ecstatically happy um Good old Greg Johnson uh, that listens to Astro Radio Z will definitely know him from uh, former host Corey Udler's um, Incest Death Squad films and Mediatrix, Um, really puts together a pretty fucked up performance (laughs) in this film. There are moments where he is downright evil and it's, uh, awesome, I'm really happy, I got super excited on set, and, uh, it's great, because it's been a long time, since, like, 2008, that I've, uh, personally directed anything, other than doing, like, second unit direction on films, and that's, like, first scene here, or scene there, and can't really, like, hang your hat on any of that, but, well, yeah, I was second unit directing, yeah, whatever, I don't, fuck, nobody cares, um, so it was, it was great to finally get back in the swing of things. Um, as this f- film, this wraparound, you know, has kind of been in my headspace for two years now. Um, we were going to shoot it last year uh, because the Safe Inside and other stuff that came up uh, had to shelf it. And uh, I was lucky enough to have Greg on board because he enjoyed the story so much and enjoyed the character so much. And uh, he wanted to stay on no matter what. And originally uh, the story uh, was about a group of kids that stumble across a building and inside the building um, this gentleman uh, takes them in there and proceeds to show them that there's all these relics and each of the relics is a is a story of the anthology film so it's a you know it's a fairly you know normal anthology setup and while I thought it was a little contrived We went with it because people seemed to like what it was. I always kind of thought it was a little hokey, but um, went with it anyway. And uh, we had three kids, and our main, uh, from that, uh, Draven Wagner, stuck on when I decided to do a complete rewrite. Corey uh, and I decided, you know, we need to pare this thing down and involve more people. And that's when we got a hold of the screaming like Banshee's people, and uh, Rob Michaels put to, is putting together Madtown Maniac, and Greg Johnson, he he directed one that's already cut and done called The Last Dance, which I fucking love, it harkens back to early era John Waters, um, so amazing, and we have uh, my dear friend John Hanusa, a film that him and I, and uh, Justin Prop. Shot back in 2007 that we're resurrecting and bringing in here. It's a psychedelic piece, real weird rockabilly, uh, rock and roll, psychedelic, uh, just plain out there piece called "Zombie Go that's getting tossed in here. Um, Eric R is now my longtime contributor. With Jason Paul Collin who does all my graphical work. It's going to be doing The Legend of uh, the Axe which is kind of a backstory to my Plainfield Chopper character. It's going to be an animated piece. Super cool. And of course, Mr. Udler has a couple pieces he's going to be doing in there um, at Game DDS and I Needed the Money. And then I have one more piece I will also be directing called Our Song is My Blade. Um, so that's kind of hole in the wall in a nutshell, but anyways, I, I think I kind of digressed as I tend to do when I sit and talk by myself, uh, acting like somebody's actually listening, but Draven Wagner, uh, the other actor in the Plainfield Chopper, he was, he stuck around with me, um, for a year (laughs) to come back to this. And I'm so happy he did a great job. Um, good kid. So, um, really anxious, really anxious for people to see this. I, as I'm looking at the footage in the next couple of days, more than likely I'm going to start cutting this bad boy, and uh, assess because we have at least one more day of shooting for this piece ahead of us, and we're talking about major prosthetic effects work in this last day. So, looking forward to it, and uh, I hope you guys uh, keep in touch with uh and don't mind me talking about hole in the wall just go to our uh, facebook page uh, hole in the wall mm-hmm. film and then uh you can also follow me on facebook and the twitter um that's probably the best way to get a hold of me and also check out i know i keep saying this i've been saying this for months now but it is legit it, it, keep your eyes out briarwood entertainment swamp head is finally going to be released and it's going to be a magnum opus packed. I don't know if it's a double DVD. I doubt it. It's probably like a dual layer DVD because it's super packed. Tons of content. Uh, we did a commentary track. There's short films. There's deleted scenes. There's tons of photos. There's all sorts of crazy shit. Um, so get your Swamp Head fix on and uh, get it out there and make people sick to their stomachs watching this film, which we kind of hope <laughs> will happen with Hole in the Wall as well. So, uh,. You can find Mark the Movie Man, uh, who amazingly sat and had a conversation with me face-to-face. It's always nice to sit in and talk to people instead of on the phone. It's always like a little disconnect there. But Mark and I, he helped out as uh, my assistant director on uh, the Plainfield Chopper. And he came up and we went and saw The Purge together before uh, Greg showed up. And you know we started having some fun. So it was nice. I'm glad he came on. You can find him on his YouTube channel. Uh, for The Final Cut, which is his review show, uh, go support him. And also, he does a Thursday night, and sometimes Wednesday night, uh, Google Hangout. And that's also broadcasted to his channel called The Spoiler Room, where a big group of people get together and talk about film. I was on it a couple weeks ago, um, but it's always a rotating door of people. So, go go support Mark. He's, he's good people. Real good shit. So, uh... Thank you for another episode of Astro Radio Z, and until next time, stay sleazy.